welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today, we are going to talk about the third pillar of Lent, almsgiving. But first, a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor for this episode is Don Taco Mobile Taco Stand. If you're looking for the best tacos in the valley, look no further. Let Don Taco cater your next event, whether it's a birthday party, quinceañera, or a wedding. They will bring to you the tastiest tacos made with the freshest of ingredients. Book them today. Go to dontacocatering.com to learn more. You can also follow them on Instagram at dontacomts. And now, to the show. So, um, we're talking about this book that Gustavo has been reading. What was the name of it again? Secret Fire. Secret Fire. And it's about Tolkien, right? It's about, yeah, the spirituality of J.R.R. Tolkien. Which is the goat. Which is the goat. Which is the goat. Mm -hmm. Which, um, before I started Exodus 90, uh, one of the last things that I did the Sunday before it started was watching um, Lord of the Rings. Which one, though? Uh, the Two Towers. Mm. Helm's Deep. Helm's what? Deep. The Battle of Helm's Deep, man. The Battle of Helm's Deep. <laughs> it's such a it's good It's really scene. good. Um, is that your favorite? Uh, Return of the King is my favorite. I haven't watched Return of the King. <sighs> what? Wait. I haven't watched Return of the King. Like, so this is like gonna... this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I mean, I'm not a big Tolkien nerd like you too. This is just no. oh, listen. This sorry. is gonna turn into the welcome to Barbatos Catholic podcast with Gustavo and Ivan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, no, when I was um, when I was in college, I was watching Fellowship Fellowship of the Ring, and I was really bothered by the fact that at the end of the movie, they just they were not there yet, not even close. And I was like, really. This movie is just about people going someplace and you just get like not even to the middle of the the way. But dude, <laughs> it's so much more than that. I know. It's that whole. Have you ever read the books? What? Have you read the books? I have read The Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring. <laughs> I have the Two Towers in Audible. I mean, I there you go. Start listen. there. But dude, it's like the journey itself. Like you... Yes, the first movie does end. They don't get to Mordor, Mordor, not yet, but it gets better. Mm. Your homework after this podcast, you have to go watch Return of the King. Maybe on Sunday, I will oh, relax um, watching a movie instead of eating sweets. I'm going to text you and remind you. Um, perfect. Yeah, Secret Fire is... Uh, you're you're going to love that book, Ivan. That uh, It's by Stratford Caldecott. Mm. Um, but it's just like the 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 way Tolkien and his uh, Catholicism kind of like is all over the story that we know and love, right? Mm. And the book and the movie, um, and you get a bunch of um, references that while reading this book, I'm like, oh my gosh, that yeah, is brilliant. Yeah. Oh man, 
right? Like, I'll, I'll just give one tidbit. I, I won't give the whole thing away. Yeah, I was going to ask you about, like, the quote that you sent us. Yeah, so the about the Eucharist. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Tolkien was, like, completely devout to the uh, Blessed Sacrament. And he pretty much um, followed his, his faith uh, while ri- writing the book, right? So he injected his Catholic faith into the book. And one of the things that really caught me is that when they finally destroy the ring, you know, like at the end of the book, spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the, at the book, they say that the ring was destroyed on March 23rd or 25th. Um, I'm going to butcher it. March 25th is the conception of the the Lord. Exactly. Nine months before Christmas. Exactly. That's the date that they give. The Tolkien gives when the ring was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Incarnation. The incarnation. That's so badass. Oh my gosh. There's Good. like so many of those. You won't you won't believe it. When you read this book, you're gonna like fall in love all over again yeah. with with uh Tolkien. It kind of reminds me of the the philosophy of Tolkien by Peter Kreeft. Mm. I don't know if you've read that. I haven't Kreeft, read that. Kreeft, Kreeft, I don't know how you say his mm. last name. Kreeft, I think it is. Um Doctor. But it's Peter very Kreeft. It kind of reminds me of that. Right now, I'm reading uh, the letters of Tolkien that he wrote. Yeah, to- so he rev- this author, uh, Stratford Cullicott, references oh, the okay. letters so much Dude. in this book. Oh, so so it's for me, it was like a little hard read when I was first getting into it because they talk a lot about poetry in the first chapter, and it kind of like lost me a little bit. But once you start getting into the references that you recognize from the books or the movie, it's it's smooth sailing again so it's cool. such a good book that i highly recommend it for any lord of the rings tolkien fans at large you need to read that book on it you too walter after a watch return of the king yes <laughs> we forgive you by the way okay okay yeah we do yeah <laughs> i mean i got late into the uh the tolkien game to be honest with you um Okay, so riddle me this. The The Hobbit was a, a children's story, mm-hmm. right? It was. Mm-hmm. That's the first book he wrote. It did, was meant to he... be a children's book. Uh-huh. And then he intended The Lord of the Rings to be a, ch- a children's book a as follow well. Up. A follow-up to mm-hmm. that. Okay. But as he was writing it, I think he, he kept going back and forth. Uh, and his publisher kept asking, like, you know, what's going to be the, you know, the the theme and things and he decided to make it like an epic novel mm-hmm. man we need more of that Gosh. these days it's amazing yeah um how can you connect almsgiving with lord of the rings oh man how the elves give the bread to the hobbits so yeah. they can eat it's not just any bread it's, it's called Lamba. lambas, lambas bread. bread and there's again lambas another reference lambas Lembus. 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 And I've actually made it reference. before. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, you have cooked it? I have. Well, now I need to make it. Dude, you're Walter the Baker. You have to make Lembus bread. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to give me like a good present, make me some Lembus, Lembus bread. bread. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Lembus bread is the, yeah, like you said, the, the elves give it to, to, the, to the fellowship. It's this bread that if you eat like a little morsel of it, it'll keep you full for hours. So, 
Thinking back to when Gustavo had the Eucharist and it filled him all day. See? If you listen to our previous episode, mm-hmm. and then again, catch the reference. The book uh, Secret Fire gets into a whole lot of detail. There's like again so many. Man, I gotta read this book. Good morsels about how he connects uh, Catholicism with with the story. Okay, so speaking of good morsels, that's a really good segue. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. So, I I think we can start this uh, episode with our own personal experiences giving to the poor um, because that is pretty much almsgiving what we're talking about today um, and Ivan I think you were there there was one time that we went to first Friday adoration at the uh, diocesan center in downtown Phoenix you might have been there I don't know but there was a whole bunch of young adults And we went to Holy Hour, and then after that, we went to, um, do you remember the name of the pub in um, Heritage Square? Like, the something with Rose. Oh, man. It's um, no longer there, RIP. But they had, like, picnic tables outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know which like one you're house. talking about. Anyways. We it's might no think, longer there? I don't think it's there. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, like, it's something different. Anyways. Um, that was like the first time that I had like a close encounter with, uh, with a homeless person. Um, like he sat down with us and I have one of those faces where like people feel comfortable telling their life stories to me Mm -hmm. for some reason. (laughs) So everybody was hanging out, and then I'm here. I don't even remember the name of the gentleman, but um, he was just telling me his life story about how he became homeless, really, and uh, how he still has a daughter, and he was hoping to reconnect with her, and he has a cell phone and all these things. Um, and... Um, And I was just like listening to him and I, I didn't know how to react, you know, but I had just come from adoration. So I was like, yeah, like I see Jesus's face in his face and, you know, trying to be charitable and, and kind and, and I'd be like dismissive. Or- yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to drink a, a beer with my friends. Don't you see Mr. Homeless man? Can you mm-hmm. please not? Um, So just listening, I think that brought comfort to the men or something. I didn't even buy him a meal. It was like someone else was like, hey, I'll buy you a burger and fries. And then um, he sat down and ate his burger and fries with us. I was there. You were there? Yeah, I do. I think Zach bought him the food. Really? I think so. It might have been. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, it was uh, Gino's son. What's his name? From our God spot. You remember Gino from St. John of Arc? Gino Davi. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sal, uh, Sal, Sal Davi? Yeah, Sal yeah, Davi. Yeah. I think Sal Davi was, he was the one that um that got him the meal. But oh, okay. regardless of who it was, it was like, that is like the closest that I have been to like interacting with someone who's like physically poor. I've never been on like mission trips or apostolates with 
um, with homeless people or or the like. So that has really um, impacted me. I don't know if you any of you two have any experiences that you can um, share, or how did you see that from your angle? No, I do remember you talking to this gentleman, and I mean, I don't, I don't think I talked to him, but I do remember seeing you talk to him, and I do remember somebody, whether it was Zach or Sal, um, they did buy him a meal, and he looked at even for those few minutes talking to you, and then just eating his meal and having a meal, it was, you could tell it was pretty epic for him, um, just being seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of those things where, you know, like when you when you talk about almsgiving, when you talk about like, you know, your your encounter, like how did you give back and things like that. It's to me, it's one of those things where I don't know, sometimes I don't like to talk about it. And the reason I don't like to talk about it is because like, I don't want to be like, well, look at me. Mm-hmm. I fed yeah. a homeless guy today. Yeah. You know, don't let your um, right hand. Down, exactly. Ex- yeah, that's exactly it. So, but I I do remember this interaction that I had with, with somebody. I, I remember I was working at St. Joan of Arc and it was after youth group. <clears throat> and I went to Panda Express at the end because I was super hungry. I didn't really eat very well. And I went to Panda Express and I was there and I was about to walk in and this guy on a skateboard, you know, he, like he, I thought, I didn't think I didn't think he was homeless or anything, but he just came up to me. He's like, "Hey, man, um, do you have like a dollar or something? Like, I'm I'm trying to you know get on this bus so I can go home and this and that." And then, at, you know, at the time, like I was super hungry and I, I mean I just wanted to get my food. I just kind of dismissed him, like, "No, I don't have anything." Um, and then he kind of just like went away and like sat on the floor again, and he didn't have anything on him like a backpack, nothing. It was just him and a skateboard. Um. So when I walked inside Panda and then I thought, I'm like, man, like, why did I just dismiss him like that? So I came back out and I talked to him. I said like, Hey, have you eaten today? And he's like, no, I haven't had anything. He's like, can I buy you a meal? And he was like, yeah, you can see like his face just, his, his just lit up. And he, like, I walked inside and I asked him like, you know, like, what's your name? And uh, I don't remember his name to be honest, but I, st- I still remember what he looks like. Um, but you can just tell that he was super, super happy that somebody was talking to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably was spending all day asking for a dollar or whatever. Uh, but yeah, he told me that he was just trying to get home, that, um, he lived somewhere close to Flagstaff and he just didn't know how to get up there. And I don't know, he looked like he, maybe he was like in his early twenties. Um, but yeah, I bought him his food and he just grabbed his to-go box and he walked away and. That was it. But I mean, I still remember that interaction very well where, you know, at the beginning I was very dismissive of like, I don't have time for this. But, at the, you know, when I really Can't you thought see of, that I'm very hungry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when I think about it, I was like, man, like my parents always taught me that, you know, where you see when you see a homeless person, that's where you see Jesus. That's where you see God. And I don't know. I just really try to remember that. And even though it was something so simple as buying a meal, um, I think that I always go. Impact. I always go to food. Like I would carry um, McDonald's gift cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's like uh, fast food. You know, ten bucks uh, gift cards, and I would keep them in in the car. 
just in case that I would stop at a red light and there was someone uh, with a sign or something. Um, I think one year I did like the care packages for the homeless where I would do like a pair of socks yeah, and like done that. some like personal hygiene articles and uh, instead of giving them money, you know, mm -hmm. um, because, it, you know, at least in Mexico, it is, um, you know, you, it is, this is going to sound very bad because I was having a conversation with Otto about this and he said something that really struck me is that, um, I don't know how to translate it. Uh, maybe you can help me. He said, te venden lastima. Yeah, so, they sell you pity. Yeah, pity. Mm -hmm. That's the word that I was, didn't know how to translate. They they sell you pity and then, you know, it is up to you if you want to buy it or not. Because, you know, there's people in, in, in Mexico that that's their, their livelihood. Mm -hmm. They just go and uh, ask for money. Um, and that's what they do instead of like getting a job and mm -hmm. able body men able right? body I mean, we're yeah. talking about and sometimes not but you mm -hmm. know sometimes you see like kids and older people and, and things like that um but um i guess it's more than that right the the catechism of the catholic church 2462 says giving alms to the poor is a witness to fraternal charity it is also a work of justice pleasing to god um and i think we're focusing a little uh, too much on the, on the homeless but you know we, you can do almsgiving well yeah but where, where are the poor right now i guess it's like mm -hmm. where do we go to encounter them i don't think we go out of our way i would be the first to admit that we that i don't go out of my way to meet the poor i'm like okay i donate to the church i don't mm -hmm. donate to the mm -hmm. to this charity and then they take care of, of <laughs> sure. that you know correct yeah honestly i think this is one of the pillars because again we're doing our series on lent and lenten practices and one of the pillars uh almsgiving is the one where i struggle the most um And, and I think, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but I think everybody we've, we've committed that, um, act of looking the other way in more than one occasion, right? Whether because you're busy or you're in a hurry or you don't want to be bothered. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I've done all of them. Um, or you don't know that, you know, they, they can be like unstable mentally and correct. things like that. Especially you know? when you're like with little kids and stuff like yeah. that. But, uh, and again, like you're, you're hinting at, you know, it's not just about um, helping the less fortunate. Um, but even with the church, right? I mean, I get into the Sunday collection, um, but I, I guess financially I don't, support the church as much as I should, um, which is, again, I, I know it's going to a good cause. It's not that I don't do it because I don't think they're doing good with it. I know they are. It's for me, it's just never top of mind. Mm -hmm. And again, that's that's my um, failing, 
right? I guess it's because it really doesn't affect me where it's out of frame of mind, which is pretty bad, right? Because as Catholics, we're we're called to be charitable. And like you just read, um, it's a witness to fraternal charity. And, and I, and I fail on that constantly. Right. Um, but thankfully my kids are like a constant reminder of that <laughs> because my daughter, um, is so moved by the needy, right. In, 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 in a way where it, it just makes me ashamed that I am not like, like, where are you getting this? If you're not getting it from me, right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's 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 always been her that really pushes us to to go out of our way and say, let's help that person. Let's mm -hmm. help that person. And and yeah, I mean, we did the care packages one day and we went out and and she wanted to personally go out and give them to people and talk to them and tell them that God loves them. And it was just very heart melting, but at the same time made me feel pretty bad you know because i'm i'm like i'm not really walking the walk in that sense and it's something that i'm i mean i'm ashamed to admit it but it's also good to exteriorize it because then you you gotta really step up to the plate and push yourself yeah. especially in lent you know yeah. when we're called to 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 do this and the other part that got me is it it's also a work of justice pleasing to god and we always attribute justice to what the law yeah. system is yeah, is yeah. is yeah. about justice right but justice in the eyes of god is about giving each person their due and all people deserve our attention and our love and our respect yeah right? just uh, honor the dignity of the other person the dignity because mm -hmm. they're a child of god their inherent dignity as uh somebody created in the in, in likeness of God. So that is for me, a challenge, a struggle in, in where is not frame of mind. I think, you know, back to when I was a kid and stuff like that. Um, uh, it's something that I need to really focus on and, and, and consciously work towards hmm. as a Catholic. Can I just say something? If you want advice on how to raise strong badass confident daughters talk to gustavo and his wife <laughs> not even kidding i think it mostly talked to carolina yeah <laughs> she's the superhero no honestly gustavo's gustavo's daughters are absolutely amazing so it w I'm, not, I'm not even surprised to hear that well we're very fortunate you know i think we've um i'm i'm, I'm gonna like get all puffy as a dad right i mean you're you're <laughs> super proud of your kids for everything that they, that they are. Sure. And, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been great to have her, you know, on, you have a 10 year old, 11 year old teach you. And we've always instilled that in them. Right. Who, who is this? Frida? Ana Lucia. Ana Lucia. Mm -hmm. And Frida too, uh, you know, but yeah. uh, I think Ana Lucia has more of a, and she's the same way with like animals. She always wants to rescue animals and stuff like that. So she has a big heart in that sense. Mm. Right. But when she needs to lend like a toy to her sister, then we have a problem. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, they're like regular kids as well. 
Have you guys ever seen the movie The Human Experience? No. Is that the when the guys live on a dollar a day? No. No, 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 no. Oh my gosh, man. You guys that, that's I'm like sure another documentary. Oh, it's a documentary. Hopefully hopefully there's some listeners that have have watched this movie. Um look it up. The human experience is it's it'll it's gonna make you cry. It's beautiful. So it's these uh these two brothers who um it's like different segments throughout the whole documentary. So the first part is they live on the streets of New York with other homeless people just to see like their experience. And they 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 sleep inside of a cardboard box. Yep, they sleep inside of a cardboard I think box. I have watched it. Um, you know, they just talk to different homeless people, like mm-hmm. you know what their life has been like, how their life is now. Um, they go to the soup kitchen with them and join them, and 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 it's a they live like homeless people for I think for a week, mm-hmm. and and like in in the winter in New York City, so it's like freezing cold nice. outside, and then. The next segment is they go to they I think they call them the lost children of Peru. They okay. go to Peru and then they go to the this like it's orphan it's an orphanage that has, um I mean there's a kid that only had that has no arms and had like kind of struggles to walk and they just help the school, um you know just interact with the kids and take them to their doctor's appointments and it's, dude it'll totally mm-hmm. tug at your heart it's yeah. beautiful. Then they go to Africa to they go to a leper colony, um. And dude, it's such a beautiful movie. Just like how, I mean, and the title says it all, the human experience, just how mm-hmm. like we're human, you know, like we're, exactly. we're all brothers and sisters and we have, we we're called to help each other out yeah, with whatever gifts and talents that the Lord gives us. Um, so sorry, finish your thought. No, I was just, my, my brother-in-law, he is watching it in school right now. I think they had a substitute teacher and the teacher's like, oh, we're just going to watch this movie. And he t- he asked me, he's like, have you seen The Human Experience? I said, I have. Uh, and he's like, man, it's 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 super cool. Like my, my brother-in-law, he's very like Gen Z and plays FIFA and Fortnite and things like that. He's super into soccer. But even he, like he he's watching this movie and he was talking to me about when they go to Peru to, to the orphanage. And he was like, man, like that's... Like it really got to him. Like he he kind of he understands that he sees it. Um, so I recommend. Like if you guys have never seen Human Experience, I recommend you guys. Nice. Give it a show it to your to your families. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. He goes to JP too, right? In high school. Yes, my brother in law. Yeah, he yeah. goes to John Paul II. I don't have the dough, so nice. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just you said soup kitchen, so I remembered a story in the book. Thank God ahead of time, the life and spirituality of Salinas Casey. Um, so he was in Detroit in the 1920s when the Great Depression happened, right? Um, so there were a lot of people that were coming uh, to the monastery asking not only for prayers but for food. And the friars would give the people that would ask for food from their own food, so they would give away their bread. Um, to the point where Father Selena started a soup kitchen and um, there was one time that there was like, I don't know, let's say that there was like a hundred men and they ran out of food and there was still like a hundred men in line waiting for a meal and Father Selena uh, goes to the main uh, dining room and um, tells everybody, uh, 
we ran out of food, but worry not. Let's pray on our Father that we may get um, some food for everybody that hasn't had a meal. So they finished the Our Father, and a truck rolls in with a baker uh, that had sent like a truck full of food oh my God. For, for the soup kitchen. I was Incredible. like, all right. Amazing. There's Amazing. a story of, of Mother Teresa that's very mm -hmm. similar to that. I, don't, I mean, yeah. I think I'm going to butcher it, but it was something similar where one Mother Teresa was praying in the chapel and the sister comes in saying like, we have no food for the kids. Uh, and Mother Teresa, like, very nonchalant, like, you know, just pray. Pray to the Lord. And mm -hmm. I think... I think some, somebody gave him some yeah, flour or something like that. Like, like, like boatloads well, of flour, wasn't it? No, I heard that there was uh, somebody that knocked at the door and they said, like, oh, we had... There was something and we have, like, a lot of meals left over. Do you guys want them? Yeah. And they're like, yes. Yeah, something <laughs> and like they, that. Something like... I don't... I mean, I, I guess we'll I take them. <laughs> sure exactly so i don't i don't exactly remember how it is but it was something along those lines where man that's that's oh, yeah the good lord provides yeah. yeah um and you know trying to circle back a little bit to what gustav was saying um about tithing um i think it is a good thing to to give back to the church basically because if we don't have churches and priests the um, the economy of grace is not balanced and, and we want to support seminarians and priests and especially those priests that are retired um so i'm not saying that i i tithe 10 but we are building up a plan to get to that point and um yeah just consider it Uh, prayerfully uh, consider that to to make it a, a financial goal i know that there's like a lot of things and needs in mm -hmm. families that need to be taken care of that it could be overlooked but i can attest in my personal experience that the more i have paid attention to tithing first we have not lacked anything that we need um so the, god provides I'm, i'm just throwing that out there mm -hmm. for anyone who's listening that um that is hesitant about it do it from your gross income so you get the gross graces from it <laughs> not from your <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> is that that was dave ramsey right yeah. <clears throat> good right dave ramsey um anyways and you know we're, we're talking about treasure in in that portion of it which is like our income but we can also talk about talents and and giving our talents uh, to the poor is not just about money it's also our time which is a resource that is not renewable and um it is something that we can give and sometimes it's even more valuable than our monetary contributions i'm saying that it's not important but you know There are only so many hours in a day. That's how many minutes did you say? 1,440. <laughs> That's going to become a thing. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, um, but like, okay, this Lent, very actionable things 
that you can do like, okay, Gustavo, Ivan, Alter, I don't have money to give to the poor. And we know that a lot of people have had very difficult 2020 mm -hmm. um, reduction of hours, laid off, you name it. You have time. What can you do with your time? You can give time to your own parish and ask your priest. I'm pretty sure that there is going to be something that your priest is going to tell you that you can help with. If you just ask, they will most likely say, yes, um, I have something that you can help with. Um, you can, um, if you have the means, you can... Um, donate to the the phoenix diocese annual charity and development appeal mm -hmm. um, the cda pretty much pulls all the money or the monies from the diocese and then um, gives money away to several different entities um, i went to the website um, if you if, if you go to phx no what is it the website of the uh, I think it's dphx. dphx.org. Mm -hmm. um, you can find it there. Um, they even show you who the money went to. Um, all the Catholic charities and all the different organisms that are receiving the money that you donate to. And um, you can also donate your time in Treasure to... Um, organizations like St. Vincent de Paul or um, uh, First Way Pregnancy Center or Women's Aid. Uh, those are the three that popped up in my head. A2 Women, yes. A2 Women, thank mm -hmm. you. Um, and um, so those are the kind of, uh, what other like time that you can give? I mean, it doesn't, I mean, those are all, great examples that you can do, but it could even be at your local church. You know, like you mm -hmm. said, like talking to fathers to see where you can help out. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just because <laughs> being a youth minister, I would always look for good solid core members. If you have a desire to help teens and grow in their faith, maybe, you know, consider being a core member at your at the local youth group at your at your local parish. Or bring dinner to your youth group. Or bring dinner to your youth group. Um, yeah, I mean, that's always something so something yeah. you can do. Um, what we used to do a lot at youth group is, you know, it, pretty much every youth group does this. You go to a soup kitchen. Um, there's a Andre house here in the Diocese of Phoenix. I don't know if it's part of the Diocese of Phoenix. I just know that there's a homeless shelter downtown called Andre House. Um, but we used to take the youth group and, you know, After you do something like that, like you go to a soup kitchen, you help prepare the meals, you help serve the meals, like you get to meet different people and at that, you know, at every walks of life. And then at the end you clean up, but you just see the joy that, you know, that they have of eating a meal that they probably their only meal of the day. There's no way that you end that day being like, man, today sucked. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you, you go through that and you just feel like there's this joy, like there's th this peace that like, man, I just did that. I just, I could have been at home. I could have been playing destiny, playing destiny. Exactly. I could have, you know, been doing something, but I'm here and I'm, and I'm doing something for someone other than myself. 
there's no way you feel like a complete crappy person after that. Yeah. Would you, you feel say, great? Would you say that when you help others, you are also it's it's not really for the other, it's like it's also there's a benefit to to us in in being charitable. Um I guess and today I was discussing that with, with Deanna, how um, we need to operate from love, not from fear. Because I think mm. that there are times where we don't give because we think it is a some zero game. So if I give something to someone else, I am losing that forever. And the reality of things is... God cannot be outdone in generosity. So Mother Teresa's words, give until it hurts. <laughs> you For know, sure. um, yeah. it, it put a little bit of hurt on it. Um, and, you know, you will see the, the graces start flowing. And it says in the gospel, you will get a full measure packed filled to the brim mm -hmm. um you know and 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 that is i mean not to say that that is a reason why you're going to give because of what you're going to receive but you know because it is uh, our duty as fraternal charity to others and it's an act of justice just trying to lead virtuous life especially in these 40 days that we crank up the volume on those three things that that we have been mentioning in the last uh, few episodes so that's kind of like the exhortation that we want to throw out to you who are listening um and if you could tell us what have you done in the past um send us a comment or or an email um we would love to know maybe we can put that um in in future episodes or things like that so i think we are at a good point where we can do final thoughts yeah for for me the the other point of reference that i had to um discern was okay talents what talents do i have and how can i put them in the service of the church yeah um i'm a graphic designer right so i said well i'll just a very good one at that <laughs> i'll just open that up and see how the lord wants to work with with that um so when I was part of uh, TLI, the Tepe Leadership uh, Initiative, um, I don't want to give away too much, but part of the end of, of, of the program is that you have to make a commitment of how you're going to use what you learned there to pretty much better our world, um, depending on what you are, right? If you're a lawyer, if you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, if you're like a graphic designer, whatever. Um, so that's what I did. I said, you know what? I, I can't like open like a nonprofit, like some of you can, or I'm not like a lawyer or a doctor, uh, but I can definitely help with, um, making your efforts look better. Right. I'm really good at branding. I'm really good at marketing and advertising. I can do those things for you. I can create a logo. I can create a website. I can do those things. And that kind of like flourished into several people needing those services. And I did it for, for free, right? I just opened it up. I said, this is what we're going to do. Um, 
and and I ended up doing a logo for St. Joan of Arc the same way. You know, I just offered it to Father Klein at the time and said, you know what, Father, I think St. Joan of Arc needs a new logo. And And we are very grateful for that. And that was was you? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, Yeah. with the three crowns and the sword. I didn't know that was you. So I just put it together and I sent it over as a proposal to him and he really liked it, you know, so I, I Wait, just so what away. does it mean? It's, it, you have um, the crest, the coat of arms. Yeah, the coat of arms of, of, of St. Joan of Arc. Yeah, which is like the two crowns and the two sword. Two crowns. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it ended up looking really good. You know, I was proud of the work, and I was proud that I could offer that to our, our church. So sometimes it's little things like that, right? I mean, just, just work your, with what you have. and Your and, freelance uh, yeah. website. <laughs> um, GustavoStrella.com or Fun com. fact, he also made Don Taco's new logo. There oh, that's right. And Barbatus Catholic Podcast. <laughs> if you need a logo, GustavoEstrella.com. He's your guy. So, so yeah, I mean, just uh, uh, offer that to the Lord and, and, and ask him, you know, how he can use you and your talents, whatever that may be. Um, and doors and opportunities are sure to open up. Uh, so that's another way I try to, like, compensate for me really not doing what I was talking about earlier in the in the episode. Um, and same thing, you know, like you mentioned, First Wave Pregnancy Center, um, just volunteering, um, giving of your time, you know, giving of your time. If, if, if there's other men or other people that you can talk to, and that's also giving of yourself and of your time and of your knowledge and, and of your experiences that might help somebody that might really need it. Yeah. So St. Vincent de Paul, we're really good patrons. We're like at St. Vincent <laughs> de Paul pretty much every weekend. Um, you guys are like masters at finding. We really like there. thrift shopping and, and like, like just finding nice treasures and books, especially uh, my wife is, is great at just locating those those treasures um and and yeah i mean so there's there's no lack of opportunity to to practice uh, almsgiving seek and you will find correct and give until it hurts yeah absolutely all right well thank you for listening to this episode of barbatos catholic podcast the show where three mexican dads talk about faith life and culture If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. And uh, if you didn't like it, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Send us an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at www.barbatoscatholicpodcast.com, where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more. And, as always, blessed Salonis Casey, pray, pray for, for us. us. Until the next time.